The Yankees have acquired Alex Verdugo from the Red Sox. Here's what to know. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve. Hey, we got news, Stace. We got news. Um, let's go ahead and just jump right into it here today, Stace. We have a whole bunch more to get on the show. You see it in the rundown if you're on the YouTube side. Let's just get to it. The Yankees are acquire, uh, acquiring Alex Verdugo for Greg Weissert, Richard Fitz, and Nicholas Judice. Uh, those are the names going back here. Stace, we're in the middle of recording. We're going to get to that in just a second here. But uh, yeah, your your thoughts here on this trade for Doogie. I'm I'm shocked because you don't usually see trades between the Yankees and Red Sox. They happen, but they're very rare when they happen. So um, when that news came across, we were both like, wait, what? I, I don't know how to feel yet. It's too early. It's a, it's literally like five minutes after we found out. And I really don't know how to feel about this because I don't know what this means for the future of the offseason. So I'm also kind of just sitting here like, mm, what else is going to happen? <laughs> well, so, okay. So Verdugo is in his final year of arbitration here in 2024. Um, he's anticipated to make somewhere around 9 million. So this is looking to be like your left fielder here. Doogie obviously can play the outfield. He can play all three spots if you need him to. Uh, he's a good bat. He's a reliable uh, everyday guy. He hasn't been a guy that's gotten injured a whole bunch, especially here in recent years. Um, so it's uh creative. It's a creative move. It's a stopgap move. We knew the Yankees were going to want to do these kind of shorter term things mm -hmm. um, to kind of be the band-aids right now. And of course, he's a left-handed bat. Um, so I, I think it's a pretty decent move. Uh, obviously, it, it stings to lose Richard Fitz. He was just the Eastern League pitcher of the year and had a really, really good season. Greg Weissert, uh, you know, we were anticipating him being a part of the bullpen this coming season, especially without Wandy Peralta. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the move. Obviously the Red Sox have needed pitching for a few years now. They get a little bit of it. And of course, Richard Fitz has some pretty decent upside. Uh, Nicholas Judice has not pitched in the Yankees organization just yet. He's a relief pitcher, uh, who was just drafted last season. So yeah, I, I don't dislike this move. Uh, the, the, the stinging part of it is Fitz. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that they were tied to Verdugo. I know that this was kind of a rumored thing like a couple of weeks ago. And I just thought, eh, I don't think that's going to happen. Here we go again. Yeah, it happened. Here we are. <laughs> um, so that's what we know as of now. There are no other details. We were, again, in the middle of recording. So, you know, we've done this in the past where we've gotten news in the middle of recording. <laughs> so we wanted to show you and uh, let you listen to it. This is how we reacted to the news live about their... Uh, Injury updates. Whoa, Stacy. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Oh, no. Yankees to acquire Alex Verdugo. What? Yankees are acquiring Alex Verdugo from the Red Sox for reliever. Greg Weissert and Richard Fitz and Nick. Oh, no. No. Ah! <laughs> ah! All right. Let's start over. <laughs> yeah, so that's. That happened. It happened to us again. It happened to us uh, <laughs> while we were recording the show initially. So we have a whole bunch of other stuff. Of course, again, on today's show, we're going to talk about the latest news um, that you need to know, uh, the rumors that are coming out uh, in addition to the Alex Verdugo stuff. So let's just jump to our pre-recorded stuff now. Um, of course, Stacey, we got to talk about uh, the Juan Soto stuff of this all. We have gotten basically nothing. Nothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> there was a whole bunch of stuff going on just before the weekend and then everything stalled over the weekend and you know my initial thought was well it's the weekend that's why everything stalled maybe they're just you know resting up for the winter meetings and womp womp <laughs> nothing yeah. nothing so that the latest reports we had seen were trade talks were to resume during day two of the mm -hmm. winter meetings which would have been monday right we are recording this on the evening of tuesday and it doesn't seem like that has come to fruition still the latest i i also saw a report that said uh that they were supposed to talk during the winter meetings so technically we're still in the winter meetings uh <laughs> of course the last trade proposal that we have all heard of in case you are new to this front or missed an episode or haven't been in the know here the last trade proposal for juan soto included trent grishin coming to the yankees for michael king clark schmidt prospect drew thorpe randy vasquez johnny Brito, and two other unknown names that were floated the yankees shot that down reportedly um and that's where we are that is the latest on Soto, and it's been that way for, what, three days now? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also interesting to see the reactions to that proposal, because on the Padre side, they think the Yankees are being, I guess, stingy in a way. And then on the Yankee side, a lot of people are thinking, you know, King and Schmidt were part of the rotation in 2023, and you're asking for two-fifths of the rotation. I mean, Juan Soto is a great player, obviously, but they can't get rid of that much pitching. That's just ridiculous. They can't. It, they, they, it would be absolutely ridiculous. So it's fun seeing that back and forth between people. Like, that's the most – actually, social media is the most exciting part of the winter meetings right now, just watching everyone's reactions to – nothing happening so people are infighting and coming up with different trade proposals and it's just <laughs> well this is what happens when there's no real news stace is people invent it like shohei otani has followed logan webb on instagram and now yes. everyone's losing their mind or yeah theory losing yeah. their mind but yeah that's 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 it that's really nothing we did get some confirmed news stace of course brian cashman did come out and speak to the media so did aaron boom we're going to get to that a little bit later in the yeah. show here but uh cashman spoke to reporters on tuesday um and to our happiness it was <laughs> a regular old conversation which was great yeah uh, no it, fighting it almost got contentious for a second about third base almost for like a split second but yeah. it cleaned up thereafter uh cashman did confirm some things uh of course this is not the biggest news in the world but he did confirm that the yankees do have interest in yoshinobu yamamoto which is the most obvious thing in the world they've been scouting him forever they've been looking at him forever so that has been at least 100 confirmed um he also confirmed this stacy that he has spoken with shohei otani's agent of course there was a report the other day uh from jeff passan saying that the yankees were uh, basically out on otani of course this doesn't refute that this doesn't change that but right. We were kind of leaning like, well, you got to at least talk to him. And at least we have that confirmation that they did at yeah. least check in. Right. At least there was some sort of check in. And maybe he did that to appease all of us and be like, okay, see, I talked to his agent, so I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I, yeah. Did. Yeah. That's, I'm just really kind of hoping that Cashman. there's a mystery team that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> because everyone's well, talking about the Dodgers, Blue Jays, and maybe the Giants. But I'm really hoping that there's like a mystery team that comes out of nowhere, like Atlanta or something, that suddenly it's like, hey, we're going to sign Shohei Otani. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I only trust those team names so much. I think every team is a mystery team right now. And that's by design by Shohei. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah. In case everyone doesn't know, he really didn't want people to let everyone know that he was 
doing his meetings. And uh, there was kind of a controversy with Dave Roberts coming out and saying it. And then um, the news came out on Tuesday that he had visited the Blue Jays minor league complex in Dunedin. So, you know, that's a big step that he went to Dunedin to meet with them. So we'll eh. see. Eh. We're grasping here. We're grasping here. It's been a slow <laughs> winter meetings. We're not going to mince words with you folks. Um, yeah. Stace, there was uh, more interesting stuff that Brian Cashman spoke about. Uh, of course, when talking about the Juan Soto trade, he was asked about untouchables. Of course, we gave you our untouchables the other day, actually yesterday on Tuesday's show. So go check that out if you missed that. Uh, prospects to trade. Um, we had a couple on our untouchable list, Stace, uh, but Brian Cashman wouldn't come out and flat out say that Michael King was one of those untouchables. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. He did obviously come out and say that he was, you know, a value to the team and we're better with him, which is obvious spot uh, speak. Hey, he could have come out and Giancarlo Stanton, this thing where he was like, you know, could have shot him down in some way or degraded him in some way. And he didn't, he didn't, he spoke to Michael King's uh, value a lot. Um, but your reaction stays to, to him not having any untouchables. Do you think that's just kind of hearsay? He's just kind of providing that as a saying, but, or do you think he actually has no untouchables? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know what to do with that information because I, I feel like th there should be at least a couple of untouchables there. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like the Yankees had a bad enough year for them to be in that position. I mean, yeah, it was the worst year that they've had in 30 years, but you know, a few injuries go a different way and we're not talking about this stuff. So like, it just seems like an extreme kind of thing for him to say. I don't know. I feel like if it was any other team, I would understand them not having, I don't know. I just, I don't know what yeah, to make I of think, it. I think he's lying. Yeah. I'll come out and say that. I think <laughs> yeah. Um, Jason Dominguez is untouchable. Come on, dude. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Let's get out of here with that. That's not real. <laughs> Jason Dominguez is not being traded for Juan Soto. Come on. That's the dumbest thing I've heard uh, if that ended up happening. So right. clearly not him. On my front, clearly Anthony Volpe's not part of it. Um, I mean, he's not technically a prospect anymore, but you know, you know what I mean. Uh, and I think uh, Michael King is probably close to that untouchable. That seems, yeah. it feels that way. It feels yeah. that way. Um, everyone else? I don't know. That That's probably where I draw the line if, if like, I mean, trying to get into Cashman's head, that's probably where he's drawing the line. And then right. he's like, I don't know about Oswald. Uh, I don't know about Drew Thorpe. Like, those are like, you got to really convince me. You got to really convince me on those. Yeah, that's but, understandable. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where my head would be. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I said Drew Thorpe, Oswald Peraza, no, non-starter. Right. <laughs> um, but he also did in the Oswald Peraza front, Stacey mentioned that uh, third base is not an area need. So that takes them out of Matt Chapman running, which we never heard any tie to Matt Chapman whatsoever. No. Uh, but yes, that means that the Yankees are not looking at third baseman whatsoever, period. End of story. Yeah, which is good for Peraza. And I mean, it could be, I mean, it's going to be between him and DJ, but that's, I'm looking forward to that battle in spring training. And uh, he yeah. said, he said third base, shortstop, second base, right? That that's, they're all set with those positions, which is, which stands to reason because you got Glaber, you got Volpe and you got possibly Peraza with if Rizzo comes back healthy, DJ maybe being his backup and Peraza's depending on how things play out. That would be my ideal. <laughs> I don't know about everyone else, but that would be my ideal. And don't forget Oswaldo in that mix too. 
Yeah. Oh, right. That out there. Yes. You would still be in that mix too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we know from Cashman. That's the latest rumors that we have. Again, dating it just past nine o'clock after day three of the winter meetings. Of course, all this is subject to change. Make sure you're looking up the most latest information we have to record at some point. I've been saying it all week. Don't forget, coming up on Friday. Michael K joins the show. We're going to be breaking down the winter meetings or lack thereof coming up on Friday's show. Of course, we have an awesome, really cool perk for our Locked On Yankees Insiders Club, and they know all about it. And uh, yeah, you guys are going to see that on Friday. They're going to get a chance to ask Michael K a question, and that's why you joined the Locked On Yankees Insiders Club for really, really cool perks, including texting Stacy, texting me, getting insider info, and of course, like I said, in this case, asking Michael K a question yourself. Pretty darn cool. All right, we're going to step aside. Aaron Boone also spoke to the media, gave us some injury updates. That's next. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for tough situations? Whether you're on extended travel, racing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis or Viagra, Jace Medical has the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, and skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. A board-certified physician will review it, and your medications will be dispersed by or dispensed, excuse me, by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to Jace Medical and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, don't forget, Every Day is coming up on Friday. Michael K is going to be hanging out with us. We're going to be talking winter meetings. We're also going to talk about his offseason, get to know him a little bit, his thoughts on the Yankees and all that good stuff. First time he joins the show, so super, super cool. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss that coming up on Friday. And, of course, don't forget to check, down Lock, check out Locked On Sports Today, 24 streaming YouTube channel. 24-7 streaming YouTube channel. You figured it out. You know, go check it out. Look it up on YouTube. If you need something on in the background, it's great background sound. And, of course, just a good watch in general, period. So go check it out. All right, Stace. Uh, Aaron Boone also spoke at the winter meetings here on day three. We uh, get an update from the skipper. First time we've heard from him here this offseason, except for the Garrett Cole congratulations on the Cy Young video. <laughs> yeah. Um, so good to see Booney speaking. Uh Gave us some injury updates, Stace. Jason Dominguez, the first one we wanted to get to here today. He is rehabbing in Tampa, and uh, everything's going well. That's that's great news. Yes, because wasn't that just such a punch in the gut when it happened? Because you know, it was like the one good thing that was happening for the Yankees other than Garrett Cole was Jason Dominguez coming in, doing what he did, and then, boom, you find out he has to have Tommy John, and it was just awful. So I'm glad that's going well and usually with position players it's a little better recovery time for them so i'm glad to see it's going well yeah they could swing earlier uh obviously they can't play the field as well uh that early they can do it earlier than pitchers can uh, period Uh, obviously we saw bryce harper do it most recently we've seen shohei otani do it um so guys on the position player front can do it quicker than pitchers so just take that uh, as you were. Uh, of course, Stacey also 
Aaron Boone did not commit to him being the starting center fielder when he gets back. I think that comes with some of a caveat. You don't even know who your starting center fielder is right now. I was just going to say, they don't even know. (laughs) They don't, they don't know. Honestly, they still don't even really know who their starting left fielder is or right fielder because they don't know how the lineup or the outfield is going to be. Yeah, they really don't know anything about the outfield right now. No, (laughs) they don't. Period. Uh, Maybe we'll know by the end of the day. Or at least a little bit. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he didn't commit to that. That obviously could be a whole bunch of things. I mean, if the guy you end up signing is great and you're like, well, Dominguez has to work his way back. Just go to AAA for now. Yeah. Makes total sense. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. But it's good to hear that Dominguez is doing well. Other really good news, Stace. Anthony Rizzo is good. He's doing good by Ew. all accounts here. Um, <laughs> Boone did just say he was feeling like 100% by end of season, which I get that they shut him down and was no not worth getting him rushed back and then build up and then tear down and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be ready for spring training, which is awesome news. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Boone also added that he was working out at the stadium in October, like kind of getting things ready because they had shut him down and he was just like working out and seeing if things were okay. So it was nice that someone was at Yankee stadium during the playoffs. Hey, someone had to be there. I'm sure grounds crew was still there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's great news. Uh, Obviously Anthony Rizzo, this will be his final year uh, of his short two-year deal that he just signed last offseason. So uh, curious how he bounces back. He got off to such an incredible start in 2023, and you really need him. Like, you you really do. You need that big left-handed bat. It's it's imperative. It's imperative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that injury really – I mean, I feel like Judge's injury also helped them, but I feel like the Rizzo injury was really, like, the dagger in the season. Like, as soon as he fell downhill, the team just fell apart. Yeah, he absolutely – Needs to be there. Uh, and, uh, you know, DJ did better towards the end of the season, but I don't think that's a viable path moving forward. You, you need that cushion. Yeah. Uh, other decent news. Uh, Nestor Cortez is back on a mound. Uh, he was back on the mound in November, which is great. Obviously, he's come back from shoulders uh, problems and also the general fatigue hmm. uh, that he dealt with last season. So don't. Get worried about these two words I'm about to say. He's been shut down, pulled, pulled. That's not a bad thing. That was kind of the normal path that he's supposed to take. You know, just like you shut down at the end of the season, they shut it down for like a month or two, and then they start ramping back up. They are now at the ramping back up part. So as of Tuesday, Nestor is back uh, to his throwing program. So that's, what is the throwing program? That's typically just playing catch, uh, stretching it out, flat ground, things like that. Maybe throwing with the towel, things like that. Uh, His throwing program has started. He wouldn't necessarily be off the mound throwing bullpen sessions just yet. Uh, but that does, that's what a throwing program is essentially, but that's, that's good news. Stacy's back to throwing. Yeah. God just came home from his honeymoon, his wedding and his honeymoon. And now he's back to throwing and getting ready for the season. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, with Nestor, you know that he's going to have to be a part of it, too, next season, especially if this freaking Soto deal goes through. <laughs> they're going to have a four-man rotation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oy. There's so many things. There's so many factors. Yeah, <laughs> that could, if on. It's like if one thing happens, then they really have to go after another thing. And if it doesn't happen, then it's just it, – I'm not happy about this. I, I'm stressed out. Let's not out. speculate. Yeah. Let's not speculate yet. Let's, I'm stressed let's out. Let's hang on that. Okay. Um, don't, don't let your head spiral Stace. You just can't let that happen. I know. Not I yet. know. I won't. Not yet. I'm going to, I'm here to ground you again. Locked on uh, therapy session. <laughs> locked on therapy session. Hey, this is good news because there's no news. Aaron Judge is fine. 
Aaron Judge is having a normal offseason. <sighs> Thank goodness. Good. Yeah, no, that is good. Because it was good that he didn't need the surgery. It's good that things healed on its own. Just don't run into any more walls, Aaron. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was confirmed for a second time. No surgery. Yeah. Good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other good news, Stacey. This is all good stuff. This is, By the way, this is all good news. Uh, Jose Trevino, fully recovered from wrist surgery. That's awesome. He will be ready for spring training. Yeah, he actually posted on his Instagram with his arm in his cast and then said, if you're seeing this now, it's the off season. I recorded this right after my surgery over the summer. Everything's fine. Because at first I was like, why is he in a cast? <laughs> like I thought yeah. he had surgery a couple of months ago. He scared me. So yes, yeah. he's recovered and he should be fine. Yeah. Yay. So all good news. Honestly, all of this is good news. Stacy, some other things uh, Aaron Boone spoke to. Just one other thing here we wanted to get to quickly. Casey Dykes is going to be back. Uh, of course, assistant hitting coach. This has not been confirmed prior to this. This is brand new. He kind of nonchalantly mentioned it, but Casey Dykes will be returning to the Yankees. Uh, we don't know about Brad Wilkerson, who was the second assistant hitting coach, but we do know Casey Dykes will be back. I still can't believe there's a second assistant hitting coach. I know we joked about that on the show a couple of weeks ago. It feels like there's so many more people in the dugout now in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is, but uh, that is what we got out of Aaron Boone, of course, on top of all the injury stuff. Um, yeah, I was just kind of, again, if you if you watch the clip, he was on Yes with Meredith, and it was just like, oh, yeah, Casey Dykes will be back. And it was like, wait. Yeah, like this is the first we're hearing of this. He was very smiley yeah. in that interview, too. Like he just seemed very, you know. He oh, he like knew he was a- getting Verdugo in a couple hours. <laughs> maybe. that Maybe that's why he was all smiley. Maybe that's yeah. why he was smiling with because Alex Cora had mentioned that he was he's like, oh, yeah, Boone had a big smile on his face when I was FaceTiming him earlier. Who knows? <laughs> he was getting doogie. Mm. Uh, OK, Stace, that's it for Aaron Boone stuff. Of course, there was a little bit more news uh, coming from the draft side of things. The draft order has been released for 2024. Where do the Yankees stand? That's next. Back here on Locked On, Yankees Stace, our last segment here today after day three of the winter meetings. They decided the draft order, so the draft lottery, which is a thing uh, still. Uh, not a huge <laughs> fan. Cards on the table. The Guardians get the number one overall pick in 2024. Oakland slides to four. The Rockies mm-hmm. at three. The Reds are at two. The White Sox at five. Royals at six. Yada, yada, yada. The Yankees 26th. Uh, in the draft lottery for 2024. That's a pretty late draft pick. And of course, uh, the teams that are quote unquote ahead of them, AKA behind them in the order, Rangers, D-backs, Astros, Phillies. So to see the Yankees there and the Padres there, it's kind of between the Dodgers and Braves and the Phillies and Astros, like it just feels so out of place. Yeah, it does feel out of place. That is kind of funny to look at the list in that sense where you're just like, why are they in the middle of the playoff teams? (laughs) How did that happen? Um, just as a very, very, very early preview, um, the draft is supposed to be a little light this year in mm-hmm. 2024. Uh, it's a little light uh, on the top. So having a later pick is not the worst thing in the world here. Um, there was some interesting notes here from MLB trade rumors. Uh, this was 
we're all kind of learning about how this draft lottery is going to be working because we just started it, right? This was after yeah. the last DBA. Um, so this is a, a weird little quirk. If you made it to the end of the show, how about this? You'll learn something new. None of the Mets, Yankees, or Padres were drawn into the top six. Those teams surpassed the third luxury tax tier. As a result, their highest choices were dropped by 10 spots apiece. Had any of them received a lottery pick, their second highest pick would have been moved back instead. Uh, so that's just... Again, we're learning all about this lottery and how it all works. Luxury tax is now tied to this thing. So that's another thing you can throw into the back of your brain and never think about ever again. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's just how it is. But Stacey, the weirder part, this this part is bizarre to me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read this again verbatim, still from MB Trade Rumors. All non-playoff teams ostensibly have a chance to win the lottery. However, the CBA also prevents a team that is not a revenue-sharing recipient from landing within the top six in consecutive seasons. That ruled out the Nationals this year as they selected second overall a season ago. Mm. So how about that? They can't uh, they can't land in that top six if they keep getting these higher picks. So it's like, essentially, hey, man, you only get so many before you better turn this thing around. No more tanking. No more tanking yeah. for like six, seven years. <laughs> yeah, because you know what's super weird about this? The Nationals actually got the first pick for 2024. But because mm -hmm. of that rule, they had to slide down. So the Nationals end up getting the 10th pick instead of the first overall. That's a big difference. That is a big difference. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting es rule. Especially in this lighter draft. Yeah, that's right. Because like you're not going to have cream of the crop all the way through. Uh, like some other drafts have had, you know, you're like, oh, well, one through five, like, I mean, you can go in any direction you want to. It depends on what you're looking for. This one, probably not going to be that way. Um, and so it's a slide from one to 10. Actually, even yeah. last year's draft was kind of like that, where one through five, you kind of, when you yeah, were was ranking it gonna the schemes, was it going to be, yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys that you could have slotted into any of those positions and it wouldn't be a bad pick. Like that's the kind of draft that was last year. So yeah, I knew that much. <laughs> yeah, that's right I, I good memory because i had forgotten about that already uh <laughs> stace your thoughts on the draft just the draft lottery in particular like how are you feeling on it and again we're super super young in the life cycle of this thing uh it's a new thing that mlb is trying that was yeah. agreed to in the cba obviously other sports use it but your thoughts on it so far yeah i don't know i feel like it's too we're too into like it's the infancy stage of it <laughs> well like we still have to get used to it because i remember when they proposed it i thought oh really because i'm just used to the nba lottery like that's always been a thing so i i just thought it was weird for baseball to do it um but i feel like we're it, we're it's too new now like we have to wait maybe like another year or two before i can have an opinion on it because i i mean for the yankees they're never really gonna <laughs> It's not like they're ever going to really have a high draft pick unless they do some sort of deal with someone else, but that's not going to happen. So, which they can't do anyway. Right. I was more whole, surprised yeah. that that teams were anti trading picks that was shot down during negotiations. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't get that. It's just more assets to use. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand that. Uh, hmm. And also, also, I mean, obviously for the players' union, they didn't. That's not anything they really cared about. It was more revenue stuff. Like we're not here fighting tooth and nail to try and get you to be able to trade draft picks. Like that's not how <laughs> players are thinking like that. We'll throw it in there. If you say no, all right, whatever. Cool. You're right. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the guardians only had a 2% chance to I know. get the number one pick. That's crazy. Yeah. The NHL has had this happen recently, mostly 
to my Anaheim Ducks. Um, <laughs> we should have Connor Bedard right now. Instead, we have Leo Carlson. I like Leo. Just throwing that out there. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's something that's happened. Like they're the NHL's been a little different recently, or not recently, but it's been a little different. Like everybody's been pretty on par with odds, and then they have like one or two flops, and you're just like, whoa, what happened? Um, <laughs> So for the MLB two years in to have a weird change of the guard at the top, like that's, that's really, really bizarre. The top, or I guess the bottom three, I think it is bottom three worst teams have the same odds to get the first overall pick. Mm. And I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this shakes out moving forward. Again, going to be a light draft here in theory this season. So uh, who yeah, were curious. the worst teams? The A's, the Rockies, A's, Rockies Royals? White Sox, Royals. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. at least they're within the top five. Oh, well, the Royals are at six. So, yeah, right at least there. they're in there, but they're right there. Yeah. Cause yeah. you don't want to see like some sort of weird thing happening with the lottery where like the second worst team gets like the 10th pick or like, yeah. something like that. That wouldn't be fair. Yeah. Like the Nationals. Ooh. Right. <laughs> Should have had number one. Should have yeah. had one. Anyway, uh, let us know how you're feeling about all this stuff here today. Of course, we got through a whole bunch of stuff. The Verdugo stuff came right at us mid-record, so wanted to make sure we <laughs> talked about that. We'll obviously probably talk to Michael K about that here coming in a few days. His thoughts on on Doogie. Um, I've, as an aside, for people who have stuck around this whole time, Alex Verdugo was on that team that I first covered ever, my first minor league team I ever covered. Uh, he was on uh, the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes back in 2015 with Cody Bellinger. Mm-hmm. Just throw that out there. Uh, anyway, the again, we'll talk to Michael K about Alex Verdugo and anything else that happens today in the final day of the winter meetings. And that's going to do it for today's Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>